Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're talking about liver disorders. It's interesting, doing some of the research, now it's not just liver disorders. We're also going to talk, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about the... Um, uh, the purpose behind the pandemic. So when they shut down the economy and they uh, close the businesses and force you to put your mask on again, you'll understand the reason why. Okay, now liver disorders. Now all of this will be put on our Dr. B VIP and you're going to have access to the slides and the research, which I totally recommend you share because there is a pervasive ignorance in the medical world, and this is where most people go to get their health information on how the system works. And we really need to um, change this drug therapy for symptoms uh, in, in a different world. So go to the drbvip.com, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. And also the Extreme Health Academy. This is brilliant. I did a two-hour, 45-minute webinar this past weekend answering questions the whole time. Boy, I was brain fried at the end, but it was sure fun. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, uh, cholesterol, uh, cholesterol next week, okay? Um, but we have to hit a little bit about it. Just know that hot cholesterol does not clog arteries. Um, cholesterol is elevated in tissue damage and hormone production. So if you have stress or tissue damage, cholesterol will go up. A Mediterranean diet exercise shows way more benefits than any kind of cholesterol-lowering drug called a statin. High stress actually requires high cholesterol, and low cholesterol levels are associated with higher rates of stroke, cancers, and dementia. Uh, you have to reduce pasta, sugars, alcohol, processed foods. And remember, your body is self-healing and self-regulating. And Linus Pauling, if you do show, and we do show um, uh, uh, atherosclerotic placking or placking of the arteries, Linus Pauling developed a great formula to clean the arteries of 3 to 5 grams of calcium, uh, vitamin C a day, and two grams of L-lysine a day to remove calcific plaque from the arteries. That's three to five, and that's based on bowel tolerance, grams of vitamin C a day, and two grams of L-lysine a day. Brilliant. It works like crazy. Now, also, and this was interesting, uh, Cheryl Atkinson, and, and if you ever get a chance, this gal is one of my heroes. She is a real reporter, not some talking head that's giving points that the government can uh, is agreement with, but she was doing real investigative reporting. Um, her, and it's, uh, it's called the Full Measure Staff, with Cheryl Atkinson. This was out of November 2018 called the Statin Wars. Now, this Lipitor, which is the drug to lower cholesterol levels, is the most profitable drug in history. It's the first drug to cross 10 billion in cells. Um, the problem is, with this drug, you're talking liver damage, memory disorders, type 2 diabetes, and muscle problems. And that's why we have to get to, when we're talking about liver damage, you have to look at it. Now, there's also another book. It was It was also published in... The Open Journal of Endocrine and Metabolic Diseases in 2013. The title of the article is 
the ugly side of statins, systemic appraisal of the contemporary unknown unknowns. Um, and i got to read this. Quote, How, however, naive indiscriminate acceptance of the novel mainstream therapies is not always advisable and prudence is required in unearthing harmful covert side effects. There is a categorical lack of clinical evidence to support the use of statin therapy in primary preventions. Furthermore, statins are associated with a triple the risk of coronary artery aortic calcification, triple the risk. When you look at um, statins, and this is out of the Expert Review of Clinical Pharmacology, um, and this was 2015, thus the epidemic of heart failure and atherosclerosis that plagues the modern world may be aggravated by the pervasive use of statin drugs. We pr propose the current um, guidelines be reevaluated. Okay, obviously. So when we're talking about liver health, we got to mention a little bit about cholesterol. But next week, we're going to delve into cholesterol. You're going to learn more about cholesterol than you ever really wanted. <laughs> okay, but let's look at the liver. Okay, liver, largest organ in the body. That's right, guys. Your liver's bigger. Okay, the, the liver, it's on the right side. Okay, now what it does, it filters and processes blood. It regulates the composition of blood. It's like a giant metabolic fat or an enzyme factory. It metabolizes or breaks down nutrients, stores the nutrients, removes toxins from the blood, makes blood clotting proteins, produces cholesterol. It is amazing. Uh, now, the liver and gallbladder, the gallbladder, produces um, bile. Um, well, the liver produces the bile, but the bile is stored and concentrated in the gallbladder. And the gallbladder drains through the same opening that the pancreas drains into, and this dumps into the small intestines, or the duodenum. Now, bile, which is um, what the, what's filled in the gallbladder, it's a byproduct of red blood cells. It increases absorption of fat, so it helps emulsify the fats. Um, and, and so you're talking all the fat-soluble vitamins, like vitamin A, vitamin D, E, and K, are essential. You've got to have that bile to break down those fats so you can build the fat hormones. Now, there's a system called a portocaval system, and this is amazing. Um, it's Because think of this. Your body is continually rebuilding itself. It's continually breaking down and building up uh, tissue. Now, the, and you get this from nutrients. So when you eat something, you break it down to protein, fats, and carbohydrates. And this, this system can get clogged. So imagine if you were to eat... Um, something that would clog the veins that doesn't allow the nutrient-rich blood to get to the um, liver, where the enzyme factory, where it can be broken down and utilized. Um, if there's a clog in that, there's a secondary system called the portocaval system that dumps this nutrient-rich blood into the bloodstream without processing it completely through digestion. But it keeps the tissue alive. So it's like a secondary um, a, a secondary way to get that nutrient-rich blood into the system, uh, even, even bypassing the liver if there is a liver problem. Now, symptoms of liver problem, symptoms of liver disease, 
weakness, fatigue, weight loss, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, swelling the legs, jaundice, huge problem. Now, some of the most common liver disorders are um, cirrhosis, you know, all the different types of hepatitis. Hep means liver, itis means inflammation. So you could have hepatitis A, B, C, D, E, you know, Epstein-Barr is common. Uh, iron overload, cancers are very common, but the most common, I mean, is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Fatty, alcoholic fatty liver disease used to be real common, but now it's non-alcoholic, and we're going to get into that. In fact, liver disease stats, 10% of all Americans have it, and you're talking at least 20,000 people a year die from liver cancer, and 50,000 die from cirrhosis. Now, in the world, it's one of the most popular um, diseases. I mean, you're talking liver cirrhosis. Over a million people a year, every year, die from this. So it is a big deal. But that also makes sense at why as a species are our livers breaking down. So what causes it? Well, um, the main concerns, fatty liver, liver damage, and hepatitis B. And liver damage, you're looking at medications. Now... When we look at hepatitis B, because this is super common, uh, it's the leading cause of global death from infectious disease. Estimated 240 million people are infected with hepatitis B, 1.3 million deaths a year. Now, the hepatitis B virus was associated with 45% of all liver cancers and 30% of liver deaths. Here's the bummer, the hepatitis B vaccine. Now, it's recommended within 24 hours of birth. Uh, it's listed on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. Now, hepatitis B is a disease of IV drug users and people that are sexually active. So they're injecting this w into our children knowing that it can't have a positive effect unless, you know, that, that kid is an IV drug user or sexually active. They generally give two to three doses, and it's actually approved for women during pregnancy and birth feeding. The problem is, according to the Journal of Apoptosis, um, hepatitis B vaccine induces breakdown of the cells in the liver. Quote, we conclude that exposure to a low dose of adjuvanted hepatitis B vaccine leads to loss of mitochondrial integrity, those are the powerhouses of the cell, apoptosis induction, and cell death, cell death. Uh, and they're not the only ones. Let's look at the hepatitis B vaccine. And again, we're just talking about liver disorders. So I don't want um, the censors in our communist California or socialist California. It's not communist yet. Okay, we need to point the emperor. Um, the Journal of Epidemiology increases uh, the hepatitis B vaccine, increases incident of liver problems in U.S. children less than six years old by up to 294% versus unvaccinated controls. That's the Journal of Epidemiology. Associated gastrointestinal reactions, hepatitis, gastrointestinal disease, liver function test abnormality. That's from the hepatitis B vaccine, according to the Journal of uh, Hepatogastroenterology. Hepatitis B vaccine alters gene expression. That's the Journal of Microbiology. Hepatitis B vaccine in boys are three times more likely to develop autism. The Journal of Toxicology. So obviously, getting the vaccine in children for children who are not at risk uh, 
um, you got a risk-benefit ratio with every um, uh, every intervention is going to have a risk and a benefit ratio. Uh, there, there's no benefit. There's a lot of risk. Now, fat or, fatty liver disease. Let's look at this. Um, the buildup of fat in liver cells, and these are people who generally don't drink alcohol, and there's a non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Now, the fat cells actually become sticky. Okay, now this is huge because um, it, it builds up in excessive amounts of fats. Now, uh, this buildup of fat causes a cellular die-off and increases uric acid level, and it, it leads to cell shock and cell death. Now, the tough part is 20% of American children have it, and this is seen in, in kids as young as three years old. 45% um, of Italians, 74% uh, of Chinese kids, and it's also linked to uh, diabetes. So it's interesting. Now, fructose. Now, this is, um, uh, you know, it, if you look at where the problem is, um, fructose, and this is in a huge number of packaged foods. Um, according to Dr. Robert Lusting, now he's a neuroendocrinologist out of the UC of California. Quote, fructose is a chronic dose-dependent liver toxin. Just like alcohol, fructose is metabolized directly in a fat. It's not cellular energy like glucose. Fructose um, stimulates the hedonic pathway in the brain, both directly and indirectly, creating habitation and possibly dependence. That's the American Journal of the Diabetic. In fact, there's over 21 different research studies that say that fructose is linked to fatty liver disease, but also high blood pressure, insulin resistance, um, toxic effect on the colon, digestive orders, breast and pancreatic cancer, ob obesity, heart and cardiac um, disease. I mean, big time. So now, what other chemicals can damage this? So we know that the drugs, we know the vaccines do. Chemicals, now endocrine disrupting chemicals in fatty liver disease. The best, bisphenol A, BPA. Now this is in plastic, plastic bottles. Now this alters gene expression. It's chemically similar to um, estrogen or the sex hormones. It induces developmental or reprogramming epigenomes. Um, according to the Institute of Bioscience and Technology, quote, even a short exposure to these endocrine disruptors at the wrong time of development has a lifelong effect on the individual. Um, a Tylenol, Tylenol, one in three Americans takes Tylenol. The most popular form is, well, acetaminophen. Now, 20 billion doses are sold every year. Now, this is a leading cause of acute liver failure. Uh, <laughs> when, when, you, when you look at this, okay, uh, the Journal of Hepato, um, Pathology, okay, the, its benefits are said by the Food and Drug Administration to outweigh its risk. It still must be asked, is the amount of injury and death really acceptable for an over-the-counter pain reliever? End of quote. Journal of Hepatology. Now, what requires a healthy liver? Now, we know that drugs, Tylenol, um, plastics, and vaccines can damage the liver. Processed foods can damage it. Healing the liver. Vitamin E works fantastic. It reduces fat buildup in the liver and improves liver function. 
and it limit inhibits fibrosis. I mean that those are all really really good things. When we look at um, omega threes, powerful antioxidant effect in in the body. Powerful. Um, ginger reduces insulin. Um, resistance and it has anti-inflammatory green tea, resveratrol, bromelain, um, a, a CMO or acetylmethylcrystallate, um, spirulina, chlorella, cayenne cream, vitamin D. There's so many things that you do to heal the liver. It's it's amazing. So it's really look at the liver has fantastically important. In, in processing nutrients, cholesterol is absolutely vital for um, healing the body and for hormone production. And the drugs that they give you for to lower cholesterol are actually dangerous, okay, to the heart, liver, everything. Um, so, and it's so easy to heal that liver. It seems insane, but it is ridiculously easy. Um, it, it's really um, unprocessed foods, whole foods, organic foods, less medication, and your body will heal. The liver is one of the fastest healing organs ever. Okay, now we're going to get into um, the part that I call the censored portion. And this is going to be um, tonight, and it's hugely important because... Uh, if you're you're seeing around the country that there's restrictions that are being uh, taken away, okay, they put these places, these restrictions in place like mask wearing, social distancing, shutting businesses down. Now, this was all based on um, a disease that was, uh, you know, an infectious agent uh, that they called uh, SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19. Now. Was there an increase in death rates in 2020? No, there wasn't. Um, was there um, an article on March 24th last year, right before they started to close the, the everything down? And this was an article from the National Health Service, and they said, "Look, if you're suspecting, you you think maybe it was was the cause of it." You have to put down COVID-19 as the source of this this um, disease. Think how insane that is. So a person uh, with with heart disease that falls out of a tree and breaks his neck and dies, he is listed as a COVID death. Um, and so the COVID deaths went up. Heart disease, cancer, uh, the flu, everything went down. So it was a created panic. Now, we know now, looking back, you know, 18 months later, um, the shutdown of the economy, social distance was a disaster. They were doing all of this based on these models, and the entire world went along with it except for a couple of countries and a couple of states. Now, luckily, the, some of the states are waking up. Like South Dakota has a great leader. She was amazing, didn't shut down her economy at all and protector to people. Florida, um, again, they're, they're groundbreaking. DeSantis is amazing. In Texas, they're getting the freedoms back. And 15 states are now passing laws 
to limit the power of the government so the government can never do this again. They can never force businesses closed. They can never force um, uh, the churches to close. They can never force you to wear a face mask or do social distancing if you're a healthy person. So this is, you know, now we're going to get our Constitution back. But that's only 15 states. Okay, we've got 50 states in America. So there still are a number of fear and ignorant states that are doing this. So you might be wondering, what is going on? Well, know that, look at Canada, look at Australia, look at, at the other countries around the world. They are turning completely into a socialist-type environment. <clears throat> and socialist is a way to get to communism. Now, that means that they are shutting down, they're locking their, their public away, they're losing their um, rights, their Bill of Rights. So we have to get this back. Now, last Wednesday, um, Robert Kennedy, brilliant guy, um, brought some stuff up that I had not thought about because I know that this is no worse than the flu, the COVID-19. That's guaranteed, according to the World Health Organization, everybody. We know that the interventions, the mask wearing, the social distancing, everything was not effective at all. It never has been affected, and there is no science behind it. Okay, so why? Why is this done? And, and it's, it's always been a question in the back of my mind. Well, Robert Kennedy came up with a brilliant, brilliant, um, uh, like, like series of events that, that were causing, that, that this is the end result of. So if you know, why is this happening? Why are the governments all around the world walking in, in goose step, lockstep, okay, with the other countries if there isn't something, you know, their, their interventions are killing a hell of a lot more people than any flu. It means the lockdowns, the financial collapse, the food shortages coming up, uh, it's going to kill a hell of a lot more people. So this is like war. Well, Harry Truman um, said it the best. He said, it's the, the military-industrial complex. And he warned us that the military-industrial complex would, um, it has to be kept in check. And, and so this is where all the spending was. Now, in the end of World War II, there was a North Atlantic Trade Organization or North Atlantic Treaty. Um, they, they, a lot of the countries in Northern Europe signed it, and this is the NATO. But they had to give up their, um, their um, rights or property rights, their imperialist nature, like England, um, France owns part of the, the – the Belgium owned part of the Congo, um, Britain owned part of – you know, has colonies, Australia and, you know, some other country, colonies around the world. Uh, India was, was uh, one of the colonies, or so it was America, of England. So they had to give up their colonies. But now those colonies had netted a shitload of money for Europe for hundreds of years. Now, not the way you would think. Normally you would say, well, it's from taxes. Uh, it was actually from if that country needed a railroad or needed an airport or needed something, the contractors from the host country would be hired to get in there. And then the country itself would be paying off those. Kind of like in the Iraq war, we sent our contractors in there, even though we blew up the stuff, to start to, to build it. So it was, it was really, really productive for the military-industrial complex. 
Now, um, the America took over a lot of those countries. So, so, you know, we were doing a lot of contracting work to get that. But in order to maintain that, you had to have a fear factor. So, uh, you know, communism was great. Everybody was concerned about communism. And, and so this way the military could get the buildup. Um, you know, it was, it was that focus. We could get um, uh, military hardware and could invade certain countries to protect them. Then um, in 89, the Berlin Wall fell down. So they needed something a little bit more stable to keep that military-industrial complex to generate fear. So then um, they thought terrorists. Okay, beautiful. So terrorists are going to be the, the biggest thing. And this is where 9-11, and I encourage you to watch the Engineers for 9-11 Truth, and you'll see that it's interesting that Building 7 just fell down with a small bit of fire, and that fell down at the, I mean, literally the speed of gravity. So it, it had to be controlled demolition. You know, whether the Twin Towers were controlled demolition, they sure did fall at a, at a neat pace in their own footprint. So, and then when you're looking at the um, Pentagon, uh, you had a jet uh, fit through a 27-foot hole, and then there was no airplane parts, there was no engines, wheels, bodies, luggage, or people. Okay, so that was a staged event. Now, that caused us to, in order to, the, now that was 9-11. One week later, actually one month later, anthrax shipments were sent around to a number of different people. And then who was that blamed? That was blamed on uh, Saddam Hussein, so it was our excuse to invade Iraq. So now terrorists, you can keep that fear going so high. So first, um, you had the imperialist nature, okay, to, to keep that military-industrial complex working. Then you had the communist, and that was going to keep that military-industrial complex working. Then you had the terrorist, except more people are struck by lightning than killed by terrorists. Then, so you needed an unseen enemy that would drive the world to panic. So what do we have? We had 2003, we had SARS. Then we had MERS. Then we had Zika virus. Then we had Ebola. Okay, and these are all, you know, you know, can be scary, okay, to, to panic the public. So the public will, will willingly give up their freedoms, give up their, their inalienable rights for protection. And when you do that, when you give up your freedoms for protection, you have neither. Okay, and this is what the people in Canada, Australia, and most of the world are experiencing, in even California. So we, if you know that this is done by governments of the world, by the industrial, so it's not one government, it's not China, it's not Russia, it's a military-industrial complex that is literally starting to take over our planet. Now, America is the last hope. This is the Obi-Wan Kenobi. America is made up of a bunch of separate countries that have autonomous rule, basically, okay, and they're called states. Now, 15 states are breaking away from the pack in order to, to pass laws that, that um, support our Constitution. Remember, a Constitution is written for the people so the government doesn't get out of control. A lot of the things that the government did, such as um, 
uh, shutting down the economy, telling that this business is essential, this one isn't, closing churches, limiting freedom, limiting travel, um, limiting trade. None of those are, are in the Constitution. In fact, the Constitution is supposed to keep the government in check for that. So the government is doing a number of illegal actions, and we're going along with it because we're afraid. And what do they do? They're controlling the media. So they're controlling the narrative. They're controlling the narrative. And if, if I encourage you to read the book, The Third Reich in Power, because what did uh, the, the Nazis do? They invested in the new technology of radio, and they got the radios to all the people in the country, and they're literally giving them the radios for free so they can control the narrative, so they can panic the population and control the population. And that's what's happening to our world. So it's imperative that you can see the big picture, that this is not about a virus, this is not about um, medication, this is about control of your life. Now, uh, whether it's population control, we're seeing a massive rise in damage. I'm seeing a huge rise in damage from the vaccines on the live blood flow analysis. Huge rise. I'm seeing fibrin formation, things that you would never see in a blood cell analysis unless somebody has some severe chronic disease. And these are people that were relatively healthy before they got the shot. And they only have little bit of symptoms, like a little bit of breathing, a sore arm, sore joint. So we know that these shots are having a major negative effect on how the body reproduces it. And they're trying to cover it up. And they're they're, now they're starting to panic with the Delta variant or this variant or that variant. And they're trying to silence the people that are, are being the voice for freedom. So it's imperative, imperative that you look at, at the news that is being censored. Check out the highwire.com, Del Big Tree, that is huge. Check out Children's Health Defense, that's um, Robert Kennedy's site. Both very, very good. But look at the references. This is where we have to um, take responsibility. We have to get our Constitution back. We have to wake people up. If you see a mask, if you see someone doing social distancing, they are perpetuating the problem. This is when we have to take charge of our health, our charge of our world. Does that make sense? That's the only way we get it back. If you see someone... Um, wearing a mask, they're perpetuating the problem. So we're going to take our world back by following the Constitution. We're going to get our body healthy by living the way we were designed to live. And we're going to have all this stuff tonight. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I love you. And I'll be speaking in the FEMA camps if we don't get this thing solved.